Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. You're listening to the Dad Bod Golf Pod with Kyle Rush and Ben Taylor. What's up, everybody? We're back again. It's episode 306 of the Dad Bod Golf Pod coming to you live from Bunkers, recording live from Bunkers uh, Simulator Bar. Uh, golf simulator and bar in Auburn. It's uh, Kyle and Ben, and we're ready to have some fun. We've already been having some fun. I broke a little bit of a sweat. Uh, ben had to came, come out of his shoes. He literally he was in boots. Uh, had to come out of his shoes so he could, uh, you know, actually find the club face, uh, you know, on the ball. So uh, tonight's episode is brought to you by, uh, sorry, Bet Online, the number one sports betting website. You sure? In the country, bet online. Yes, number one sports betting website in the country. Use coupon code BLEAV, uh, and you'll get a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Uh, it's B-L-E-A-V. So you give them 100 bucks, they're going to give you 50 back free to play with. Uh, Super Bowl Sunday is right around the corner. Uh, about two weeks away, we got the divisional round. Uh, I'm sorry, the divisional championships, the conference mm-hmm. championships coming up next weekend, I believe. Yes. 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 Uh there's no chance Taylor Swift. There's no chance that they keep Taylor Swift out of the Super Bowl. No chance. I don't whatsoever. know, man. You've heard the uh, you've heard the um, conspiracy theory on the Super Bowl colors, right? On the Super Bowl colors. Oh yeah, yeah. The the logo. Yeah. It, it has the colors of the teams in it. Yes, and it's purple up top, red down low. So that says Baltimore, San Francisco. San Francisco. Yeah. We'll see. We'll see. Uh, it seemed pretty sketchy. Through. The the Buffalo, the, some of the calls uh, seemed pretty sketchy, and some of the plays oh, ended up don't playing. Don't even start. Don't so, you pretty be sketchy, one of those. So. Oh, come on. I'm starting to get a tinfoil hat. I think it's going to be the Swifties. I'm just saying. I don't know if the color thing is going to work, but the Taylor Swift thing may work. We'll have to see. But, uh, yeah, sign up today and uh, make some money. Have some fun. So, yeah, we're recording live like we do every show uh, from Bunkers and uh, got a few Bunkers announcements, okay? This first one's going to blow your mind. And if you're listening, you need to jump on this or you're going to get left out. So uh, the Winter Golf League is being moved back a week because of the massive demand uh, for teams and for sponsors uh, that that have called in. They want to be a part of it. So they're trying to figure out a format where they can get more teams in uh, don't get left out. I'm telling you, this thing is going to be a lot of fun. The super, uh, the, the this Friday was supposed to be the kickoff party where we get, you know, oh, the yeah. the you know the the gift bags and all that good stuff. By the way, I am just in comfort mode right now. This is you look. I, this, I don't. I don't look North Field comfortable. <laughs> you look sitting, like you're. I'm sitting like you're squat standing. And <laughs> terrible Kyle for a podcast. Is, great Kyle for a video. Is like laid back. I I got to figure out a way. to I mean, these couches are unbelievable. But anyway, sorry. So the the Winter League has moved back. Instead of this Friday, the kickoff party is actually going to be on Super Bowl Sunday now. Super Bowl Sunday. They're going to have the kickoff party. All the simulators in here are going to be lit up with the Super Bowl, which the atmosphere could be just absolutely incredible. We're going to have to definitely come uh, for that. So you're going to have your kickoff party on Super Bowl Sunday. And then uh, the... The, the league part will start off. <laughs> the league part will start off uh, February 18th. Okay, so you got the kickoff event on Super Bowl Sunday, uh, which is the 11th. It starts at 3 p.m. and then on the next week, February 18th, is when the uh, actual uh, play begins. They're going to increase the days that you can play. So it was Sunday, Monday, Tuesday. 
Now they're going to go all the way to Thursday, which I, I assume is to accommodate more teams. Um, tons of prizes. Uh, we've got a team in here. We're going to be here every Monday night. Uh, we're going to play our nine holes, and we're going to record. We're going to have a blast. So if you want to come hang out, you want to be on that, sign up. Sign up. You got uh, – you got, And we've got some cool toys coming that will make that possible. Too. Exactly. We've got some cool toys uh, coming that's going to make that possible. Absolutely. So, again – um we that's the uh that is the winter golf league it's got pushed back a little bit what are those called prime rib sliders oh yeah we just got this that's one of the things prime rib sliders it's brand new appetizer prime rib sliders uh this got uh creamy horseradish sauce and caramelized onions on your little uh, slider rolls. Uh, we're going to dive into those here shortly. Uh, can't over that third one. Yeah, that third one. We may have to have an arm wrestling contest. There's three on this platter, and uh, we may arm wrestle over the third one. She she clearly does not have kids. No, no, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Cut it in half. No. But uh, no, so, so Super Bowl Super Bowl Sunday is the kickoff party. The Super Bowl actually, you know, obviously begins at five. All the simulators are going to be streaming the game live. It's going to be just unreal. Can you imagine, like? All your buds around this thing watching the Super Bowl, like this unbelievable atmosphere. Can you imagine the, the side action that's going to be taking place? Oh my gosh! <laughs> Halftime in between commercials. If you don't like to watch the commercials, you just flip it to the simulator and ha- have a little close to the pin action. Oh, unbelievable! So you can sign up for the leagues. Uh, email a team request to play at bunkersauburn.com. So email play at bunkersauburn.com. Tell them you want to sign up. Uh, you got your four uh, four teammates. It's a nine-hole, four-man scramble. So you're going to be in and out of here uh, in a little, probably a little over an hour. Uh, and it's just an awesome atmosphere uh, in general. All right, 12-inch pepperoni only, $12. Uh, 12-inch pepperoni pizza only. Uh, 12-inch pizzas, pepperoni only. Twelve dollars. You you had me. You had me at 12-inch pepperoni 12. only. <laughs> 12 inches of pizza that has pepperoni on top is only $12. You it's $1 per inch <laughs> every day, all day. You can get it to go or you can order online. Just Google bunkers in Auburn. And then obviously brunch every Saturday and Sunday from 10 to three kids play free on Sunday. I've been, we come probably, yeah. we're gonna, probably going to come if not every week, every other week. Uh, it's fantastic. And the kids love it. So Bunkers in Auburn, guys, this place sells itself. Just come in. The bar is going to take your breath away, yes. the restaurant part, and then you got simulators everywhere with just an awesome atmosphere. Everywhere you look, there's a TV. It's just it's like being in a high-end country club, I feel like, a high-end 19th hole. Y'all didn't believe that it was – that we were just probably selling it. But when we had the pizza on the show and it was the hot honey chicken, is that what it was? Yes, and Kyle came back when he did brunch, and that's what he had. So even though we acted like it was just the greatest thing in the world, apparently it was pretty good because that's what he got the very next time that he came up here. And so uh, I'm telling you, they got great food up here. It's absolutely delicious. We met the we met the chef in the back, and uh, you gotta you gotta love a guy that's got like he's doing his layouts and stuff. I walked up to him at the bar, and he had his laptop out. And so that was like a high tech chef. I've never seen anything like that. Yeah, man. You know, I'm used to I'm used to nanny writing it down on the and and the index cards and sticking it away. That's the, you know, that's how you're gonna do your 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 menus and stuff. But no, not this guy. It's all it's all high tech and high savvy. So I just had a little 
I just had a little nibble of that prime rib slider, and it is uh, phenomenal, absolutely phenomenal. All right, so let's get into the golf. So this weekend you had, this past weekend, you had the American Express on apparently the easiest course known to man. Uh, it's just absolutely, it's, it's, it's like it's a joke. Like JT goes, I think 30 under is going to win it, and 29 won it. <laughs> he almost nailed it. Yeah, uh, I will say – what was they said at the beginning? Like the record, I think was twenty six, and so they were like, "Yeah, that's going to get blown out of the water." And so, um, like they knew that just from the way it was set up, and it wasn't necessarily, you know, kind of a lot of times when they do it, it's because it's short or because the greens are huge, so you know, or it's like super soft, so they can just throw darts at it. It didn't look super easy on television. Like I watched it, and apparently, if you're Burns at the end, it didn't get real easy on 16, 17, and 18. <laughs> 17's tough, man. It's just as hard as the it's, – it's a tougher shot than Sawgrass, I feel See, like. See, but they were saying that it wasn't because the green's so much bigger and flatter. It seems smaller. It looked it to me, but I think it's just because – I don't know I don't know why, but every one of the guys said that it – that's the whole reason that they were hitting it. They were playing it for 185 because they said the green is so much bigger. Huh. Interesting, interesting. Well, I actually text. Uh, I because we were. T- I was talking to a uh, some gr- uh, group of friends, and we're like, w- if they dropped you fifty yards in front of the green, every green, could you shoot ten under? Like you play the par fours as <laughs> you play the par fours. Do I get to do like we did at the Masters? Do I get to use all the mulligans? No, I mean, if they if they just <laughs> dropped you, uh, let's just say a hundred yards. If they dropped you every hole at a hundred yards, could you shoot ten under? Yeah, you think so? Well, not a, I don't know about a hundred yards, fifty yards I could. <laughs> well, okay. Well, the par fives you'd be able to get you'd be able to score pretty good on the par fives. Yeah. I feel like so. But I mean, I'm just saying like these this dude uh, Nick Dunlap, the um, amateur that won it, which was like the first time I guess since Phil, right? Since 1991, Phil. Yeah, Phil. Phil won one as an amateur won uh, by uh, one shot, and um, he uh, I totally forgot what I was saying. What were we? What were we? <laughs> I totally lost my train. We were talking about dropping trouble. the ball a hundred, hundred yards. Oh out, yeah, yeah. He shoots sixty-two. Out. He yeah. shoots sixty on a uh, on Friday. Like he shoots yeah. twelve under out there. Like I don't know if you drop me at a hundred yards, I could shoot twelve under uh, on this course. But I text uh, Blaine and I was like Blaine Barber, our buddy, and I was like Blaine, what is what is it about a golf course that makes it easy for tour pros? No like, win. So, and he goes, well, it, yeah, I wanted to know the main factor. And he's like, well, it's about four factors, and this course has all of them. So, so like, number one, the rough is dormant, so it's not rough. There is no rough. Oh, that made total sense because even when – because Sam Burns didn't hit a fairway all freaking day, and he still made birdies. He, so, still, so, he still shot 70. So, yeah. So, they're they're launching it with very little fear of repercussion. Yeah. There's not a ton of water. There's no wind whatsoever that whole weekend. And then the greens are, to me, they look pretty tame. Like they're not very, they're not very undulated. They, they seem pretty flat. And oh, then, there were no three or four foot breakers. Everything no. was right edge, left edge, you know, maybe a ball out, maybe two balls out. That's about as far up, but I, and I watched a lot of golf. Yeah. And I don't know that I saw anybody aiming more than it, at least a cup out of the hole. Yeah, and then it's only seventy; it's under seventy two hundred yards. So, like, that's uh, short. That's short in general. But like, you add distance, you add wind, the fact that there's almost no penalty whatsoever anywhere on the course off the tee. Like, 
these dudes just launch it and then flip wedges. That's why you saw John Rahm get so mad a couple of years ago that, you know, it's just a freaking putting contest. That's why an amateur can win this competition. That's why an amateur can win yep. this tournament because everybody at that level can hit it 300 plus and they're a good wedge player. So then it's just like who can make the most putts, you know? Yeah. And uh, it was, um, that's, it's, it's fun to watch birdies, but at the same time, it's like, okay, 30 under, 29 under. Let's find somewhere else to play. <laughs> There's a ton of golf courses out there. Like, why are we playing the same one that everybody just absolutely doo-doo's on? It's La Quinta, man. They they just they got the they're probably paying the rights fee. That's why they're probably getting them back there. That's the only reason. It's money. Uh, I mean, that this poor kid won't see a dime of. I turn pro right away. <laughs> yeah, we'll get we'll get into that. So. All right, so Nick, we talked about it. Nick Dunlap is an amateur. Uh, he's actually a sophomore, I believe, or yep. he's an upcoming junior. I'm not sure. No, no, he's, he's, a sophomore. he's in his sophomore season. Sophomore he is, season. He is 20 years old. Sophomore not season. Not old enough to celebrate with a drink. Yeah, at at the University of Alabama. Hey, couldn't be me. He just <laughs> won the USAM, I believe, which is why he mm-hmm. gets all these uh, PGA Tour exemptions. He'll be able to play in the Masters, the US Open. He'll play in a bunch of tournaments. But uh, I think they get an exemption to play in this one is and the farmers back to back. He he had an exemption to play the farmers. I don't know if he got that from uh, winning the USM. But regardless, he's he got that for he got that for winning this tournament. That's right. So he yeah you're right you're right you're right. He won. So which anytime you win, you automatically get an exemption into the uh, the next tournament, no matter if you have your card or not. But he, regardless, he gets to play in this because he won the USM. He goes out and he wins, uh, and he remains an amateur, mm-hmm. I guess, so he can go back to school or he can, you know, play in the U.S. amateur again. We Absolutely. haven't quite figured out if you go pro, do you lose your AM exemptions to, like, the Masters and yes. stuff like that? They explain this. Okay. So he goes pro. He stays an amateur. He plays in all four majors. Yeah. He goes pro. He's qualified for the Masters and U.S. Open. He has to qualify. He then has to qualify himself to be in the Open Championship, which would have been what is it, top ten finish in the Masters? He'd have had to have or something. Yeah, and he has to qualify to play the PGA Championship. Okay, so but you just won. Stay, stay in an AM. He gets to play in all four majors guaranteed. If he turns pro, he's only guaranteed the first two majors, and then after that, he's got to qualify to play in the others. So he's got to finish. Can, I mean, if you're an amateur, here's the question. If you're an amateur to start an event, when you win it, can you be like, ah, no. I'm not an amateur anymore? That, that question got asked and answered <laughs> after the show. They asked, they brought this guy on there on, uh, on the golf channel that basically is like the guru of all. He was explaining, listen, there's all kinds of situations. And, and Blaine and them were listening to this and they're sitting there going, no, you got to do this. I just, I'm, I'm repeating what I saw in a basically a drunken stupor on Sunday night whenever I was watching it. And I do remember that he, if he turned pro, he did not qualify for two of the majors. I do remember that. But then somebody brought up the fact, well, once he realized he won, can he turn pro right then and get his money? No, that's not how that works. Because when he won it, when that final putt dropped, he was still an amateur. Which makes sense when he, yeah. when they said that. I was like, oh, yeah. that makes sense. Yeah, when he clearly no when, take he backs. Signed, when he signed his card, <laughs> he signed his card as an amateur. I would the big 
You know me, I love the different scenarios. You know how I'll try to come up with a weird scenario? Yeah. So then they were asking this guy this on the show. I was like, okay, well, what when he was in the league going to the final round on Sunday, what if he declared pro going in the final round? It's how, I guess that? it's how you start. So I guess I, I guess it's how you start the tournament. That makes they sense. They didn't say that, but I guess that's how it is. The big winner is Bazood and Poot. Oh, the big – they said – He gets he the comes, first place he money. He gets first place money. I assume he's going to get first place points. He does all the points because he, he gets, gets as an amateur he gets nothing, no points. He won that basically. Bazudenpoot won that tournament. Yeah, basically. he did. That's why. That's why you didn't see him doing a lot of warming up. I don't think he really cared. No, it's house money because <laughs> that Who guy cares? was that guy was an amateur. Even when he was coming down the stretch, if he would have, if he would have birdied eighteen, Bazudenpoot would have been like whatever. I mean, I get the same money regardless. But if he would have missed that putt, they would have had to go to a playoff. Like, yeah, he, but yeah. even if he loses in the playoff, he still gets first place money. Exactly. Like, like, you're gravy. It's totally house money, like you just said. Like, he's got – Can you forfeit? Can I just have forfeited the – just forfeit the playoff? <laughs> just get up there and hit it in the water and say, I'm out. Let's go home. Let's go home and send Let's my go check. Home. Congratulations on being an and at one. I still get your money. You yeah. know what? Let's go to the house. I'll hit, I'll take that direct deposit on Wednesday. I will I will say that you get a beer, but you don't because you're 20. So that sucks for you. I don't understand. Okay, so there's a couple of things. Number one, I told you that he and Smiley Kaufman, our favorite country club guy. Yeah. Um, his favorite country club qualifier. Great on field. Great on course. Uh, he is. Announcement. Um, Love and him. he's got his pod that he does, and he's interviewed him a couple of times because Smalley's got that Alabama tie, and so, um, he. He's interviewed him, and they showed that interview. And I guess Dunlap goes and plays Grayson, which is right across the street from Shoal where we played. And apparently, they've got like a Ryder Cup style event that they do. So they said that that has really helped him in preparing for events because he's playing against real pros like Straka and and uh, Smiley's on there, and they have friends that come in like JT's played in it and. They have captains and they pick teams and then they play. So um, I don't know that the pressure got got to him at all. I mean, he did squirt that drive right a little bit on 18 and uh, he right. did the right thing on as far as, you know, going for the green. They asked him afterwards, they said, Did you get a little nervous? He goes, No, I just wasn't going near the water. So yeah. he was he was blowing it right regardless of what took a second shot in 18. He's blowing it right and taking his chances on getting up and down. He, he liked, liked his the, odds in a playoff too. He's like, I got all the. He said, I that Bazudenpoot has nothing to lose, and I'm the one that that has everything. Or so, yeah, it's it, it's pretty crazy, man. He he had two very pressure packed putts on 16 and 18. 16 was about eight uh eight to 10 feet, and then mm-hmm. 18 was five six feet. But like he even said, he's like they were easy. He's like it was like left center. They were well, both like you, left center, and they didn't. Move. I, I told you that I texted you, and I said they never. Nobody made a big deal out of it. The biggest putt he made to me was the birdie on the par five on the sixteenth, and that was because that was a little bit long. That was probably twelve feet. Then he got to seventeen. That's probably the most clutch shot. Just getting it over the water, getting it on the green. Take your two putt and take your ass to the eighteenth hole. And that's exactly what he did. And he almost holed that seventeenth putt. I mean, he only missed it right edge. 
And then he gets to 18, and that water's all down the left. And he rode that right side like he was not going left. He rode yeah. that right side the entire time. And he got a really lucky break. It kind of rolled off that big hill down oh, yeah. into that little um, collection area. Then it was an easy chip from there. One of the funniest exchanges that I saw, which Justin Thomas, I don't know if that was his way of helping him loosen up and feel better or what, but you got an amateur that's about to win for the first time since 1991, and they're walking down the fairway. And they finally put the, the translation of what took place there. There were two funny things that happened on 18. Number one is that, where Justin Thomas looked at him, he said, did you just get your first fan? Did you just hit your first fan? <laughs> and he just kind of looked at him. He said, did I? He said, and here was the best response. That I could. This was a 20-year-old response. He said, oh, did I smoke somebody? <laughs> <laughs> and he said, oh, yeah. He said, the odds, odds are you hit somebody. And, and, um, and then the funny part was when he started walking off, when Dunlap started walking off, he said, well, he said, I guess I should be happy. He said, "On uh, he said when I played in the U.S. Open, I think I hit somebody on every hole. So <laughs> apparently he was all over the place when he qualified yeah. for the Open this past year. So that and then his final putt on 18, did you see the exchange that they did after the press conference was over and his dad stood up and asked him a question? I didn't see that. His dad asked him, he said, did your caddy, and they said his name, I think his name's Nelson or something like that. No, his, his caddy was uh, uh, Hunter Hamrick, wasn't it? Was a Hamrick? I Maybe believe that was it. I believe it was. It he was, was Hunter, he was all, yes, yes. Hunter Hamrick, yeah. And so Hunter says, this putt's so easy your mom could make it. Like, that's what he told okay. on 18. <laughs> yeah. And then they're <laughs> and like, do you think your mom actually could make it? And he said, <laughs> no. He said, I, I don't have a lot of confidence in that. Uh, but yeah, just to kind of loosen him up, and and he said that Hunter did that all day long, just kind of stay, kept him focused, kept him saying, "Hey, quit worrying about this, just just play golf, just have fun." I mean, as you just said, it's an easy course, and he said that Hunter told him that numerous times throughout the round. You know, this is easy, just play golf, you'll be fine. Plus, he had everybody right there with him. I mean, it, we keep talking about him, Kyle, the meltdown for Sam Burns. Mm. Number one, number 16, par five. He actually is in a good spot with his third and just chips it up there 25 feet from the hole. Like he's got an easy chip and doesn't put it close. Nowhere close. No. In 17, he hits a natural fade. Why are you even going after the pin there? He missed, like, he fanned out. He, do you think he fanned it? Oh, he he. That was a terrible miss hit. Terrible. It's almost a shank. It and went. Then, way, it didn't even hit the rocks. And then he just double crossed himself on. Yeah. Eighteen because he hits an. It didn't matter cut. at that point. So he aimed right down the left side down that water. And it goes left. And hit a full hook. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was bad. It was bad. He was. He pooped his pants there down the stretch. Oh. Uh, but it uh, again. It's so tough. These kind of courses are tough, man. And it kind of lends credence to what, you know, Brooks and Jack say about majors. Like, you can play these tournaments and, like, they're harder to win because these all these dudes are, are extremely skilled. Yes. And they're not intimidated by La Quinta Resort where there's no rough and they can just go up there and hit the ball 340 yards with no penalty whatsoever and then just throw a wedge up there and putt. And you're, you're just not going to make bogeys. Yeah. Unless you hit it in the water, like uh, like Sam Burns, but uh, only two places of water on the entire course, and he found both of them. So I used to say that you know I used to say that was like a really dumb, arrogant thing that they that they say, but 
it actually kind of makes sense yeah. when you see stuff like this. So um, I got a question I want to ask, but before I want to do that, I want to give a shout out to Bad Birdie Golf Apparel. Um, use coupon code DADS15, take 15% off every single order that you ever want to make. All the employees here at Bunkers wear Bad Birdie's apparel. Uh, yes. You cannot be in a bad mood. You cannot feel bad when you wear uh, apparel from Bad uh, from Bad Birdie. The shirts are awesome. The polos, the pullovers are, are awesome. The hats are great. Uh, everything about them is is good. Uh, I, I love I love wearing their stuff, and I can't wait for it to warm up so I can wear some yes. of my brighter uh, brighter apparel. It's uh, it's so miserable uh, where we live right now. Looking looking for you, you, gotta, you to wear my trammel on Friday. Yeah, <laughs> you got right now. I'm not going to explain what that means, but um, uh, he <laughs> right now it's a lot of uh earth tones and and toboggans uh yeah. where we play so ready for it to warm up a little bit but yeah bad birdies uh golf bad birdie golf apparel use coupon code dads plural d-a-d-s 15 and take 15 percent off every single order for the rest of your life um so i got two questions for you number one what's the max distance What's the furthest distance that you could be dropped on that course away from the hole and you think you could win at 30 under? On the green. I think you feel confident on the <laughs> – you feel totally confident on the green. No, totally on, uh, confident that I can just walk around with my putter and just putt. Okay. Because uh, 30 under – like when you said 10 a while ago, I mean, I'm a, I'm a 10-plus handicap. I mean, even when I'm playing good in the summer with you, I'm maybe an eight. I get it down to an eight. And I think I'd go a hundred yards, maybe, and go thirty under. In 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 uh, in four rounds. Think about the par yeah. four. Think about the par fours. You're you're if you hit it, you're putting for eagle. Yeah. So I'd take, I'd take, you know, my, I mean, my bread and butter shot, that 60 to 70 yard shot. So I'd say, I'd say, You'd 70, light them up. Yeah. I'd say 70 yards. Your ass is in danger. <laughs> Coming after you, Nick. Uh, drop me at a hundred and, and we'll go after. I would like to do that. I would like to play a tour pro from like 150, play a course from like one, every single hole from like the tour pro play the regular tees. Yeah. Okay. And I don't know. You know, Bryson talked about playing from the friggin' front tees and shooting 59s and 58s. I know. I know. That's why I'm going to make them play from the back. And I'll play from, like, 150. Yeah, I think that would be pretty fair. Cause I, I think you I need mean, to take a longer course. That's 7,200 yards. You Clearly, we could see that was – You think they'll eat it up? That was very controllable. I mean, for them yeah. to – I mean, they weren't just one that was close to 30 under Kyle. It was the whole leaderboard – even the guy at the tenth slot was at like twenty five under. Yeah, they were. <laughs> that's going. I mean, that's that is uh, six. That's over six or seven under. Uh, that's seven under for four rounds. I mean, it's it's like JT said at one point in time. He said, if you shoot anywhere sixty nine or above, you're you're losing nah, ground. It's true. It's true. And, and luckily, Nick. Not luckily, Nick shot twelve uh, sixty. Yes. On Friday, because I think he only shot like three or maybe two or three under. On uh, well, not Friday, Saturday. Yeah, it was Friday. He only shot like two or three under on Sunday, um, to win. So like he he had 
he had gone really – he shot 29 under, and I think only like two or three of it was on Sunday. So This is a question I wanted to ask the guy that was post-round, post-tournament, doing all the questions they were asking him. They made a reference during the tournament that JT and one other guy in the field has the course record at 61 because with him playing as an amateur, his 60 did not count as a professional course record. That's lame. That is so lame. That's why I'm That's gonna hate si- golf. You better, you know what? You better put my damn sixty up on the wall. Like you better live would count picture. it. You better <laughs> live would count it. Totally. Is that what he's doing? Maybe that's what he's doing. Maybe that's why he's going back to school. Maybe live promising a contract. That was my second question. That was my second question. So huh? he he finished on Sunday. How soon does Liv reach out to him, and what amount did they reach? They out reached to him out with? to him while he was sitting at the podium. Sending him either a phone call or a text message. So you think there's no doubt they reached out to him like immediately? Yes, they're constantly recruiting. I mean, you hear about guys all the time getting called. Guys that guys that aren't amateur, the first amateur. Plus, get this: you got Phil's the last guy to do it, and he's on live. Yes, Phil said need to get this guy. You got two amateur champions playing on your tour. If you do this, what's the amount? Now that's the question. I don't know. I mean. It ain't John Rahm money. No, surely not. Nowhere near. Um, Ten million. I think more than that. I think fifty million. Fifty million. I mean, it's a three-year contract. What's the amount that you maybe sixty million, twenty million a year for three years? What if you're Nick? What What's the amount that like you got to think about your career trajectory, four majors, all this good stuff? What What's the lowest amount you would take to go to go live? Let me go ahead and preempt this right now. If I'm a professional golfer and Liv calls me right now, I'm taking the money almost regardless of what it is because eventually these two tours are going to come together. Even though they say they're not, they've got to because the PGA Tour is losing ground. So yeah. you're eventually going to – in the next three years, you're going to be playing back on the PGA Tour again. So take the damn money now like Rom did. Take the $500 million or take the $5 million or take the $10 million that they're Take it and go. So if you're an up-and-coming guy – you're, you got a lot of promise on the PGA Tour, and Liv calls you and offers you $5 million, you're going to take it. I probably would, yeah. They've, done the, st- they've done the statistics. I mean, they've talked about how there's so many guys that had, have not made $2.5 on their entire career. And you said it best. I mean, before we even got on the pod, you said, what if he goes out to practice at Alabama and pulls something or hurts his hand or – Turns a foot and five million in the bank sounds good to me, man. And the thing is, is I think he could go. I think he could get five. He could get five million a year. I think for the next three years, easy. And for 15 okay, well, that's million, fifteen and fifteen million. You damn sure better. Oh, I going. take that. I take fifteen million. Yes, I, I, I'm thinking fifteen or twenty is probably what I would take. Because I, I mean, say, that's probably a career. That's probably a good career for Nick. Dun- if if he's if if he's at as at. Like if he's playing at this level when he goes pro, twenty million, that's a good career. You know what yes, I mean? That's, that's a great career. So so if it, you go ahead and get that up front, and then somehow they they get it figured out where they they combine. I, I don't I don't know that I'd go much lower than that, just because I don't know something about the the whole thing still sketches me out a little bit. Like if I go if I roll my ankle 
if I roll my ankle or hurt myself uh, on the PGA Tour, it's no big deal. But if I hurt myself and they've given me twenty million dollars, what my you know what, what my you know what you know what's better about him though? If you think about this, if you just want to get into the scenarios where Ben chooses to play the Century Tournament of Champions, even though he hasn't been a tournament winner, yeah, he doesn't have his tour card yet, so they can't take it from. Him. They can't disqualify him. He could go play, make his five million in one year, and say, "You know what? This ain't for me. I think I'm gonna, I think I'm gonna go try to qualify back on tour or something." Ah, uh, I got a feeling. You think somebody would put? They would put a ring. The board would get together and be like, "Not, no, we're not doing that loophole. We're, yeah, we're, yeah, we're nipping that." Yeah, I got a feeling that's not gonna happen. I got but that's <laughs> according to the current rules, he would be able to do that. He couldn't be suspended because he's not a PGA Tour professional. So, yeah, he can't be. He can't be suspended. Yeah, he can't be suspended. So that's that's not going to happen. That that's not a thing. So um, I will he, say this, and I don't know the details of it, but him moving forward, I want to go back to what you said about him choosing not to turn pro right now and skipping the farmers this coming week. That's he's dumb. Got a, he's got a limited time to choose what he wants to do, and that guy said it. He's he's got. One of the dates is by the end of next month. And then the other date, I think, for him to decide about 2025, because that's the thing with that win, he gets a two-year exemption. I think he's got to decide in the next three months. So we're going to hear something before he's done with his sophomore year. He's going to have to make a decision yeah. on what he's doing for next year. Be like uh, be like uh, the the dad, uh, water boy's dad off the water boy. Quit school, dopey. Get school, dopey. <laughs> <laughs> no, man, you got to. Uh, there's no way. There's no what way. Do you think I go he's back making an NIL? Not that much. No, it's not that much. But I'm just curious because, like, obviously now he could probably get some pretty good. He could probably get a pretty good deal. But no, well, I'm already, going to. The, he already did a video and gave a shout out to TaylorMade. So apparently he's on their payroll. There you go. There you go. Just parlay it and roll it. The only problem is like, what if you go suck at? You, you go miss the cut. I don't know. You still get four majors, or you get at least two majors. So uh, who knows? I I don't know what the right decision is. I'm I'm never going to be at that level of golf. So that's kind of cool that this kid gets to weigh all those options. But what a what a freaking uh, what an unbelievable thing to to win a PGA event as an amateur. Uh, and look, I get he wants to go back. They, Alabama's got an opportunity to do really well this year in the NCAA's. Especially now that they got him the USAM winner, now he's got a PGA Tour. I mean, there'll be guys like everybody having me focused on Gordon Sargent this past year. Whenever he played at Vanderbilt, they'll be focused on him this year. Whenever Alabama plays in any tournament, I get that, but his time is still limited on what he needs to. He's going to have to make a decision before their academic year and before their tournament season's over with. So maybe that's why he's doing it. Maybe he's trying to get a national championship. He's got the USAM title. He's won a tournament as an amateur. Maybe that's one of his personal goals, to win a national championship in golf. I don't know. Um, but he's still going to have to make Take the money and run. That's what I say. Yeah. I, <laughs> listen, you know he probably doesn't have an agent. I would say that he probably has an advisor, maybe not necessarily an agent. Justin Thomas has probably got his agent on loan to him. That's probably what's happening right now. Yeah. Um, and so – Surely the offers have come in. 
surely people have been reaching out to him and basically said, this is what we can offer you. So maybe maybe he had a number in mind and they just didn't match that number. Maybe maybe Taylor made already hit him with that number. Maybe Taylor made said, regardless of what you do, we'll put you on contract the next 15 years. Maybe so. Don't go to live. Don't go to live and we'll got you, we got you here. Don't go to live. We'll drop you like we did uh, Dustin Johnson. Yep. All right, Ben, let's talk about our uh, speed challenge. Okay. All right, so if you listen to last week's episode, last yes, week's episode, we talked about our a little bit of New Year's resolutions, and we wanted to both something we could measure. We can say all this garbage like, hey, I want to be a better person, and <laughs> I want to – I want to not three putt. Like, how can you, you, you know, we said, this is something easy. Let's get our clubs heads. Let's, let's work. Let's get our club head speed up. Let's hit the ball further. Ben, I think we got the numbers wrong on the, the Instagram video we shot, but I think you were right around a hundred miles an hour. I tapped out at one Oh one. And we last said, week. and we said your goal was to get to one ten. My ultimate goal by the end of the year, by the end of the year. And, uh, mine was, 110 or 111 and i think i want to get to like i said i wanted to get to like 116 mm-hmm. to 118 something like that so so we ordered the super speed golf training system which is the three sticks the three uh it's like a golf club with no club on the end it's got a little weight on the end and then it's like a whole system that's got these protocols uh and things like that that you do and you're supposed to do each one for like five weeks and it's a different little program and, it, and it's not that it necessarily makes you stronger but it's supposed to just kind of help you feel how to like teach you how to swing faster basically so yes um we i ordered them like the tuesday that we got back no it wasn't last week it was it was two weeks ago i think maybe it was last week regardless because we had shipping issues we had i had some shipping issues i didn't quite get them in in time and uh so we've had a few days to work on it I, you're supposed to do three days a week. I've done it essentially every single day. Uh, I'm going to do one protocol. Like it's five levels. I'm going to do like one level a week and like work it really hard. And uh, we came in and we we're going to try to see if we'd had any improvement. So uh, I personally have seen like already massive jumps in my club head speed. So like I topped out on the video, I was already at 115. I topped out at 117. Uh, before we recorded, uh, that's six miles an hour in a week that I gained, and I'm not I'm not necessarily overswinging. I don't feel like I'm out of control. Uh, it's definitely I definitely feel a change in in feeling what it feels like to swing the club faster mm-hmm. uh, so far. So I'm excited about the results. I don't I don't know if there's <laughs> I don't know how much more room there is for me to go from there. Like I, without weight training and getting stronger because well you just started. I mean. Surely, I mean, it may not jump up another 10 miles per hour from here, but still may escalate a little bit. You've only done it a week. I know. but I mean, I only did it two days, and I picked up three miles per hour. Yeah. Because I, I was at 101 last week, and I hit 104 on my last drive tonight. Yeah. Um, so I picked up three. But, and that was just two days. I mean, I just did it for two days. I didn't even. Kyle went through. They're called progressions. The, isn't that what they protocols. are? Protocols. Protocols. That's what they are. Protocols on there's the, five on the levels, and I'm I'm still on level one because I'm following the instructions. I'm supposed to do it three times a week. Kyle's doing it every day. Yeah. 
<laughs> I'm going to do five days a week and then get to the next one. And I, I started protocol two today. That may be why they told you three days a week in the instructions. So you don't peak early. Maybe you peaked early. Yeah, that may be what it is. <laughs> I hope there's some progress. I hope that keeps going. I mean, I may be swinging 200 miles an hour before this thing's over. No, there's no way. But I mean, shoot, if I if you're one week and you're 117, I might. I mean, who knows? I might get to 120. The problem is with me is spin. Like my backspin is insane. Like even even at 114, 115, I'm like, I got to get. And, and these aren't my drivers, okay? So I'm using drivers here. So mine's a little bit more fitted to me. Uh, I need to bring mine in and hit it and see if there's much difference because even I found uh, the first one I was hitting, I found a, a little bit stiffer shaft and it got the ball flight down and the spin down mm-hmm. a little bit. But uh, I may have to, like Ben said on our little video, I got to get another training aid to get the spin down. <laughs> I'm I'm the king of training aids. So. Y'all, y'all will notice that on the uh, on the video is he, his spin is. I mean, it was uh, five thousand RPMs. Is that what it, it was? was? Forty six hundred and five thousand, which is not. That's like a wedge. That's Just to let y'all know what the difference between his and mine. I tapped out at 2,500. 23.71. I'm looking at it right now. 23.71 is is your back was your last really yeah. good, uh, w- one of your last drives that you got that you hit. The one I got in the air a while ago though, it was over 2,500. It was like 2,560 something. Yeah, you got to get a little spin so it get in the air. But but yeah, it's it's fun. I, I mean, we're not sponsored by them, but it'd be it's fun. It's a fun little um deal. It's a good little good little workout. You'll break a sweat, and uh, I I mean I'm seeing results already. I feel like it used to feel to swing the club faster. So I say I, I give it an A plus. You can so look far. it up online. Uh, you know, again, we're not sponsored by them, but I mean, Kyle and I want to do something different, but that's what we talked about getting our speed up. This happened to be one of the training aids that helps with that. Um, it's one of those things that it's doesn't take up a lot of space. I mean, it literally is, I got the three sticks and an extra bag of mine in the garage and it's been cold. I've been doing it in the garage. That's where I did it both Friday and Saturday because it was cold and rainy. Yep, and so, I do mine in my office. Um, yeah, I'm not shocked. <laughs> <laughs> and so uh, I don't, I don't have that opportunity. Uh, but I did it in the garage, and then I do want to take it outside. I, I, I feel like I wasn't swinging like I should because for some reason they didn't seem longer to you than a drive. They're not because I've got them. In the longer than what drivers, but they no, they have to be shorter. You'll hit the ground. They're shorter than yeah, yeah. They just for some reason I felt like I was going to hit the roof. So I wasn't probably swinging it like I should have. But it's again not endorsing, but saying like Kyle told me at the beginning. We I wish we probably would have shot a video on that. Of course, you can see it online if you if you Google it. It's got you doing various things like stepping and swinging and pausing and swinging. And it just basically, it's like the guy says in the video, it just teaches you how to swing a golf club. Yeah, exactly. It teaches you how to swing faster. That's all I mean, it does. It's not, it's not, it's not a weight they're training. Not gar- they're not guaranteeing better scores. They're not guaranteeing that because, I mean, Kyle and I can start swinging faster. We could fly every freaking green we play next, next week, whatever yeah. we do. So it's not guaranteeing scores, but it does. It, for some reason, when you get done doing it, you, I, I want, I have not done this yet, and it suggests that you do this on the video. Do it and then hit balls. Like, it, well, it says to go ahead and hit like 10 or 15 balls. Do it and then hit yeah. a bucket of balls. So I would like, I mean, since you can do it on your phone, I would like to, you know, when it starts warming up, you and I go to the Or range. we can do it in here. 
Or, yeah. We, we may do that next week. We may bring them yeah, in here. Bring them, bring them next week. Go through a protocol, hit five balls, go through a protocol, and then hit five more and see what happens. Be curious to see what, see what see that what does. The, yeah. yeah. So, anyway, uh, guys, uh, again, real quick on the, the Bunkers Winter League, uh, the, the dates have changed. They're moving it to Super Bowl Sunday is when the sign-up party starts. Uh, and then the next week is when tournament play will start. So, Call in. You better call in and get your team ready or, or email at play at bunkersauburn.com. So email uh, to reserve your spot. They're running out and uh, get in this thing because it's going to be fun. And then don't forget about that 12 inches of pepperoni pizza for only $12 daily. $1 an inch. Uh, get it to go or order it online or you can come in here and eat it whenever you want to. So uh, we really appreciate it and uh, we'll be back next week. Uh, this has been episode 306 of the Dad Bod Golf Pod, and we're always, always broken. You've been listening to the Dad Bod Golf Pod, always stroking. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.